0: Hello and welcome back to iZombie Radio, your source for all things iZombie on the CW. I'm one of your hosts, Sean Carpenter, and I'm here with my two lovely co hosts, my always lovely co host. Uh, Blaze, how have you been doing this week?
1: This oh, oh, so week? lovely. Um, <laughs> no, I'm doing good, though. Yeah, pretty normal week, honestly. Um, I survived St. Patty's Day at the bar, so woohoo! Managing not drinking. Um, just to clarify, but yeah, no, it was a solid weekend. So this week's looking pretty pretty normal so far.
0: Alrighty, and I also have Chris here, Chris King. Uh, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing well, Sean. Thank you for asking. Uh, I'm, you know, just got done watching the. Uh... Flash, Supergirl musical crossover. So I'm uh, kind of walk, walking on a little bit of air after that. I'm a big musical fan, and it was a lot of fun. And uh, you know, yeah, you know, week's going okay so far. Today was a today was a, a busy day. had a had a lot going on because Blaze and I also filmed uh, a couple of our Iron Fist reviews for the Marvel report. Quick plug. You know, save it for we the, actually... save it for the end, Chris. Hey, you know what? Hey, I am. <laughs> I, I am nothing but shameless. I am nothing but shameless. I don't apologize for it. And um, for
0: those of you playing at home, now would be the perfect time to take a shot.
2: Yeah. But uh but no, just uh just a lot of a lot of watching of TV, a lot of writing about T V and talking about T V and which is fun, don't get me wrong, it is fun, but it just uh it was just a, a lot of a lot of moving moving parts today. So uh, no I'm excited to uh, sit down with you guys as always. Talk about two awesome episodes. I forgot how good these episodes were until I rewatched them today, so Uh, I'm pretty
0: pumped. Uh, I'm currently going through midterms, so I just had two of them today and I've got one more tomorrow that I'm currently stressing completely over.
1: I'm just close. Hang in there. Uh, Spring
0: break is just, (laughs) just right there. And then I have that nice couple days of bliss before WonderCon hits. And then it's going to be madness. Mostly me running around the convention hall just taking pictures of things.
1: All the things.
0: (laughs) Anything that may or may not be collectible in nature. (laughs) Boy, all right. So, we do have one kind of tiny piece of news. Would I say tiny? No, it's actually probably super huge. (laughs) It is yet a, another trailer for the third season of iZombie. It uh, premiered today, correct, if I'm not mistaken, or was that yesterday?
2: No, it, it popped up on uh, the iZombie Facebook and Twitter around noon today. Uh, so this is the Team Z extended trailer. So this one's about a minute and a half long versus the 30 minute ones, or 30 minute ones. Jesus God, 30 second that's a really long, yeah. really long teaser. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the, this is a minute and 30 seconds long versus the uh, 30 second ones we got last week.
0: <laughs> nice. Okay, so this just basically has a little more of what we're going to be seeing in this current season, um, including immediately what happens immediately after the whole, uh, max rager incident. And it is not wanting to load up on my phone. Hello. Come on. There we go. And, uh, let's see. I'm just going through it. Uh, let's see. I'm sorry. I'm a little scattered brain today. Midterms kind of killing my brain. But it's just a bunch of clips from the upcoming episode. Uh, Looks like Blaine might be getting back into the brain business. Uh, And probably one of the greatest brains that Major will ever eat. Teenage girl brain. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) It is one of the more interesting brains for sure. And I'm really looking forward to this season because of this trailer. Yeah. what are your guys' thoughts? Uh, Blaze?
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, I'm just so happy to finally be getting, like, multiple trailers and everything. Um, I don't know. It's I'll take anything at this point. But, yeah, like you said, a lot of fun stuff in there with uh, Major on the Teenage Girl Brain. Uh, that's definitely going to be exciting. And also, like, Clive coming in, and, you know, and, like, Liv, I need you to look at something. And now she's like, that's not how this works. <laughs> um, so I'm definitely You excited. should know this by now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, I'm excited to have like Team Z back and the you know that fun feel of iZombie still there and everything. Um, but yeah, I think it it'll be interesting. Like you said, um, some interesting stuff with Blaine. Um, also, you know, had a little dinner date scene with Peyton. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, I'm just happy to be getting some material and see the show getting some love, uh, and I really can't wait for it to come back. And Chris. Your thoughts? yeah
2: yeah i mean similarly just again i think this got me more hyped up than the the spots we got last week just because it is an extended trailer this is like you know a full minute long and it gives us a little bit more of of the flavor that we're gonna get kind of gonna get this season um and it just looks it looks like i zombie it looks like it's gonna be a ton of fun they're obviously taking advantage of the of the new developments from the end of last season with major being a zombie now with, with, uh, with Clive being in the know. And, uh, there's a lot of goofy stuff with major taking the selfies. Uh, there's one shot of live looks like she's like DJing. Um, there's a lot of dancing going on and there's a lot of, uh, Robbie looking exasperated because I think now he's like, you know, dealing with live was fine. But having to deal with Major and Liv, I don't know how much <laughs> how much he's enjoying that. Um, so I mean, he's it, more of
0: like the reluctant dad who has yeah. two superpowered children, and he's just kind of normal.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say just... he he's kind of babysitting both of them when they're on these different brains somewhat. But uh, no, it it looks it looks incredibly entertaining. Uh, the the. Blaine Payton's stuff, it doesn't worry me, but I'm just hoping that, I mean, we only really got her with him a lot in this trailer, so I'm hoping she's not too secluded from the group. I hope, like, even if they have their own stuff, that Payton's still involved with everything else going on. And then I also really liked because we've talked about it before, this Scooby-Doo uh, kind of conversation in the trailer, mm-hmm. and uh, that they, yeah, uh, we just need to get a van and a dog, and... Um, Oh
0: my girlfriend and I bursted out laughing when they said that.
2: Yeah. Oh. And uh brilliant. Yeah, it's really it's really great. I don't know, it just it just reaffirms that I you know, I love this show and I think even though I mean we haven't actually seen an episode of season three yet, it reaffirms to me that they're gonna be doing it right and that this is gonna keep on being the best show on the C W. So
0: One last little thing. Uh, At the
2: very end of the trailer, there was a guy in a military
1: like uniform. Yeah, was that major? Was
0: that major?
1: I thought it was. I Um, thought I caught a glimpse of his face, and it was. Yeah, that's the same thought that I was getting because I also took that as with the previous like uh like teaser not even teasers but just like explanations and um insight into what the season is going to have you know that was the thing for him is like major is possibly going to find a home in the zombie army so i think whether it's like they have him you know maybe they're like because they will have theoretically bought supermax with like film or graves um Major's are already used to that stuff, so I honestly think that is just more of my boy Major on Supermax. <laughs> That's all. I, I hashtag I just, live to the max. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Well, I think too. It's uh, I'm just slowing it up here again. It definitely looks like him. But what's interesting is uh, they show that clip of him with the tagline with the tagline saying "with a uh, new enemy, the human race." So. That again sets up the conflict for the season, and with Major in that kind of, you know, wearing the camouflage, it looks like again, it looks like he's gonna possibly be a soldier for Fillmore Graves. Mm-hmm. And does that mean he's gonna be going up against humans? Like, what's 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 this gonna, you know, what's this really gonna bring about this conflict? I'm I'm interested to see. I'm, I'm hoping they surprise us with it. With, with the direction it goes in.
0: Yeah, can, can it be two weeks from now already? <laughs> can it,
2: like,
0: <laughs> be April 4th? Uh, because as much as I want the spring break to happen, I want this show to come back. Because it'll just make my Tuesday nights even better. 100%. 100%. <sighs> it's close now. Yeah. Remember when we were... I can smell it.
2: I mean we've been doing this since before Comic Con of last year, so it's
0: Yeah, we started like the I believe the RSS feed went live July first with the promo that I recorded for Andy God, forever ago. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we've been we've been doing this for nearly ten months, so it's uh it's pretty it's crazy. Cool.
0: It's just <laughs> insane. Uh, okay, and I think that's a, it for the news, unless something randomly decides to pop up. If anything does break, one of you guys may just randomly interject and all that fun jazz. You have my full permission <laughs> to do so, like you guys needed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, breaking news! Such and such is now such and such, or something stupid like that. Who yeah, knows? right. Yeah. I can't even. I can't even make news up at the moment. I'm just. I, excited.
2: Uh, I zombie renewed for season four before season three. three even for <laughs>
0: I
1: wish. <laughs> I mean, they do do that with a lot of shows, like yeah, but not this one because this one gets no. the short end of the stick.
0: Because it's. The redheaded stepchild of the CW. <laughs> which is a shame because it's probably one of the CW's best shows.
1: Yeah, if not the best. I Zombie? Definitely. Yes. The best. Yeah. It's definitely the best.
0: I agree, but I mean, I'm sort of biased in saying that it's probably one of my favorite primetime broadcast dramas. Also, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) it's up there for me. It's in your top five.
2: It was uh, it was last year. So here's open. Yeah, right. Exactly.
0: (laughs) All right. And so we're going to get into two of the last four episodes of season two. With our catch up reviews, what do we call them? Catch up reviews. Our our rewatch reviews. Rewatch reviews. Some alliteration. I like it.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> alliteration makes everything sound nice. So we had episodes sixteen and seventeen. Pour some sugar, zombie. And hold on. What was episode uh, seventeen? Reflections. reflections of the way live used to be. I had to pull up Netflix for this. <laughs> so, with episode 16, we get probably my second favorite all-time brain of season two, and that was, well, stripper brain. If you couldn't <laughs> tell from the title, it's a Def Leopard song reference that, from what I hear, is used a lot in these uh, adult dance clubs. <laughs> And From so, what you hear, eh? <laughs> I know people. <laughs> I have friends, <laughs> sometimes. So, Chris, what was your overall thought of this episode?
2: Oh, I mean, similar to you, it's one of my favorite brains of the season. Um, it's, it's also, what I really like about this episode is how, you know... um how basically they think they've they kind of solved the case right away and and Liv isn't going to eat um, Cassidy's brain and then that Peyton's the one who kind of comes to her to try to uh, to to get her to eat it because she wants help with uh, with the Mister Boss case again and uh, yeah it's just uh, it's just really fun to see you know, kind of Peyton get thrown into this new dynamic with Liv. Like, she's seen her on different brains, for sure, but she's never really been around her in this kind of close of a capacity. Uh, and so to kind of watch them investigate together is a real blast from beginning to end. You know, from the from the awkward lap dance to the, you know, her just, like, saying stash house, stash house, and trying to get her to, like, you know, suddenly have a vision. Um, It doesn't work like that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, uh, I, uh, I think it's just, it's just a lot of fun in that respect. But then you also get, um, you also get a lot of big dramatic moments, particular between, um, uh, ravi and major which involves uh ravi uh find finding you know he he's kind of figuring out all these different things in um sorry guys i like i said earlier before we got on here i'm like really tired uh anyway he basically he's you know he's finding out all these different details about the um about the chaos killer and and sees the photo of minor and then he knows about major safe and he kind of pieces everything together and it leads to that kind of great scene at the end between them, the confrontation. And then what I also realized in this episode, uh, two was similar to how we got the little hints about Blaine becoming a zombie again. Um, we get hints with that with major too, when he like thinks the milk is bad and you know, he doesn't have an appetite and things like that. It's, uh, it's again, it's kind of like a, a neat kind of way that they hint at it, but really that dramatic clash between them at the end is some really good acting between Robert Buckley and Rahul, for
1: sure. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Um, like, for me, this episode, it, it was, like you said, it's a fun brain and everything, and sort of it takes on... Uh, it's, like, a, a unique, more unique take on, like, the the episode by having, you know, Liv sort of, like, not originally planning to eat this and everything, and they're, them sort of for once overlooking a case, in a way, like her and Clive, which is kind of unusual. Um, but, yeah, for me, at least, like, my favorite moment comes when, uh, with Robbie's uh, persistent, I guess, uh look into Major's background and everything, um, just because I think it's, yeah, that last scene is definitely, it, like, steals the show, for me at least, like, for this episode, and it really is the, uh, defining moment, because, like you said, it's just so well acted, but, um, but I think it's, it's really fair kind of it's like such a fair response for Robbie to have to everything and uh, and you know, I think it also shows that for as deep in a hole as major has been and like all the things he's had to face and sort of deal with, that like the truth is, no matter what like he's not on his own, you know, like he has the this group backing him and, like, willing to help him and everything, and I understand why, you know, his character so carefully, um, like, has navigated being the Chaos Killer, uh, like, alone, because I, I I think he just has no clue how after, I think after, you know, Liv immediately being put on the hot seat of, like, if you don't do this, you know, we'll kill her, um I think major just kind of takes it upon himself that like he doesn't want to risk um putting anybody else in jeopardy but um but yeah I think i I like love that that uh just that Robbie sort of gets to to input his his anger and how uh and just show how upset he is oh nice
0: uh you guys pretty much aired the same sentiments I had. I was kind of more paying attention to the little jokey quips through the episodes and music cues, especially in the strip club because they walked in and it's the opening guitar riff to talk dirty to me by poison. <laughs> and that, and that sort of set the entire mood for that, for that scene. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Because as we all know, hair rock or hair metal or glam metal or whatever people call it, you hear it on your classic radio station, but if you really want to know where it's played the most Some it's good old strip there. clubs. Yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it hence the title of the episode. Uh <laughs> Yeah, that's a good call, though. I mean, like, I that's definitely something that I, like, don't wouldn't have picked up on, but I, like, you know, unless I probably heard, unless I was, like, either looking for it or heard a little more of the song. But I mean, yeah, it's a great call because I love how just smart and, uh, like, detailed the show can be.
0: Yeah, I've seen this episode, I want to say, four times now. So each time I watch an episode, especially because I last I watched this episode was a couple months ago. So if I've watched an episode within the last couple months, I will try to find something different than just analyze the plot because I've already done that. Like, I try to go in and find something new that I hadn't found, mm-hmm. which is a lot of fun sometimes. Um, but Yeah that's sort of it for I mean the other thing, I didn't really yeah
1: go ahead blaze oh no I was just gonna say the other thing that I wanted probably want to talk about a little more is Blaine because um this is the is this the did he is this the first episode where he like officially loses his memory right yes yeah I believe so yeah, officially, yep. So I at least wanted to say, like, again, some really good acting by uh, David Anders, just in some of those scenes to... Um, especially, you know, after... Like, one, it's it's funny. I mean, it's not even funny, but, like, to see him react to uh, just, like, more and more learning about how terrible of a person he was, or is. and uh, And then... I'm happy that... Robbie sort of, like, laid it all out for him.
0: Yeah. But, um,
1: just some good moments there, too, because despite... Um... Despite how bad... How we... How bad of a person we have seen Blaine be, um... I mean, that's, like... I can't even imagine, you know, like, you... Because who knows when he... His mind, like, reverted to, basically. Or, like, when... You know, what he knows. um, And that's just a very, I think, solid inclusion to the show to show him sort of deal with almost, like, this horror story of, like, you wake up one day and you find out, like, you're a murderer and a manipulator and uh, this selfish person.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I forget if it's in this episode or in the next one, so forgive me if I'm jumping ahead a little bit. But he even has the line where he says, like, you know, he's like, and here I thought the worst part would be me forgetting That the was people.
0: from the, the second episode.
2: Oh. Uh, well, I'll just say it <laughs> Go say ahead and it right say it. Uh, <laughs> he says in the next episode, you know, and here I thought the worst thing was going to be, you know, forgetting the people that I love or the people who love me. and But nope, he finds out. That, he doesn't. He doesn't really have anything like that.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
2: But yeah, I I would I would also add in addition to the Blaine stuff, which is like, um, which is definitely interesting, especially as we see like Donnie and Chief kind of try to take advantage of the situation um, near the end there, mm-hmm.
1: with
2: Donnie getting turned into a zombie, um,
0: which makes part- him look even creepier in the next episode because now his hair is just platinum blonde I'm just like okay you now just are all
2: eyebrows <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's an interesting makes me uncomfortable <laughs> un- understandable it's a, it's like like a tactic though for him because he doesn't want to uh, he doesn't want to be killed by or he doesn't want to you know die because of Mr. Boss um, and, and he I think he even says that he goes like let's see them kill me now <laughs> But, and then he uh, laughs. Yeah, but it's interesting, right? Because this Blaine predicament, it not only gives David Anders something new to play, it not only introduces a, a new kind of uh, character dynamic for for everybody, but it it creates this vacuum of power. It's like, okay,
1: who's gonna mm-hmm. step
2: up? That Blaine's gone. Not only to feed Seattle zombies, but now who's trying? Now they're trying to step up and take Utopium. Uh, uh, the utopium dealing uh, again. And it's it's just kind of interesting because it's like, if Blaine's not this cr- crime boss, then what is he? Or, and then, again, who's going to be that next kind of big bad there? Um, so it's kind of interesting to watch his kind of two henchmen take advantage of the situation. And it just shows, again, that, like, despite the fact that they're loyal to him, they don't really care about him. Um Mm-hmm. But but I I, I quickly want to mention that um, I really before the kind of the crap hits the fan with Ravi and Major in that great final scene, I do love the moments of friendship between them and also between Liv and Peyton throughout this episode. You have that opening scene where they're moving Peyton back into Liv's apartment, and you know they kind of like jokingly <laughs> compare themselves to two different friends' characters, and then you also have, like, you know, the line between, um, from Major to Robbie, like, be honest, man, when I leave the house, you like to try on my clothes just to feel close to me, and it's like, again, we're reminded of how close these people are and how much they've been through together, and I think especially, like, kind of before all the crap goes down in the next episode, and then in the two-part finale, which we'll talk about next week, it's nice to kind of have these little these little breaks and these little moments to remind us of how good of friends these characters are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they're sitting around just having some beers and just enjoying life. And this is all after uh, Rita comes back into the house, and
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> of course, I was thinking as I was watching it, you got to change those locks. And then Peyton's like, you know, we got to change those locks. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. For, for sure. Well, I mean, speaking about Rita, I mean that could, unless anyone has anything else to add, I mean that could lead us into the next episode because that's yeah. a that's an interesting scene. There's an interesting scene involving her that, yeah,
0: <laughs> the one towards the end. Right?
2: Is it is it towards the end of the episode? I... I forget it's when it's
0: in like the last third of the episode.
2: Okay. Well yeah. I
0: believe.
2: It, it's which uh,
0: it's the the one that we're, that I'm thinking about, right?
2: I am talking about the one where uh <clears throat> I'm talking about when Vaughn is showing her the yep. uh, yeah. okay. So yeah it is,
0: alright, cool. <laughs> oh god, that was so dumb. Uh, As much as I love Vaughn as a villain. (laughs) He's not the best in terms of, like, advertising. (laughs) (laughs) But going into the following episode, we have Liv sort of kind of being her old self again because of this brain. Which she initially thought that she wasn't going to need it because obviously it was Brody who we remember from the frat boy episode earlier this season. They even made a reference to like two murders in one year. Jeez, that's insane or something like that. And yeah, let's see. There was, there was that brain. And so Liv became sort of her old self again, but she mentions to Robbie ahead of time, like, she was a lot like me before I became a zombie. Do you think we're still going to be, like, in that weird alternate timeline? Because, you know, curse you, Barry Allen, uh, for flashpointing everything. Uh, Liv would still be a human, but would her and Ravi be friends? That's the real question. Mm-hmm. And Ravi's very sure that she would. Or rob- that they would be friends but on the other hand I don't I wouldn't think so like it just doesn't seem like they would be personality compatible because she's just so she was so hyper competitive before becoming a zombie what well, are you guys' thoughts?
2: yeah I mean it's interesting because like I, I think the question is is like, I mean, who knows, right? Because we've seen Major adjust to this version of Liv, and Major fell in love with the, you know, older version of Liv. So, I you know, I think there's a possibility that she and Ravi could have seen you know, something in each other and, and been friends, but it definitely would not have been as easy, because the main reason, they're not even friends, really, in the first episode, until he calls her out on being a zombie, you know? And then that's really what starts their, their whole thing. Mm-hmm. But
0: The um, greatest dynamic duo on television?
2: Quite possibly, yes. Yeah. Tro- Troy and Abed are communities <laughs> no longer a thing, so Troy... Trying and but aren't here to argue with you.
0: Uh, but, <laughs> Neither uh, are Sean and Gus.
2: True, true. Um, but yeah, I—I uh, I mean, again, who knows? Because, like you said, I mean, Liv was so Type A. I mean, even it's hard to even think about how she and Peyton. I mean, she, how even she and Peyton were friends. I mean, what did they have in common besides what you know, being so driven? You know. And I mean.
0: They might have been high school friends.
2: They became friends in college, I'm pretty sure, is what the. Um, is what okay. I said before. But, uh,
0: before but yeah. she went into med school, because I'm pretty sure this whole type A really kicked off in med school.
2: Uh, I don't think so, though, because it makes it seem like she says she always was trying to impress people. So it seems Oops. like she was always kind of. And even if you go back to things we learned about Liv like last season with her mom, she was the one who got straight A's and things like that. So she's, she was always kind of a perfectionist in that way. But again, I mean, maybe Peyton knew the real her. I don't know. I'm playing devil's advocate in all of this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But again, point is, I think it's like, it's an interesting thing to think about for sure. Um, but it is kind of cool to see this new... Like, this kind of throwback version of Liv. You know, the Liv we could have gotten if she never became a zombie.
0: Um, well, if she never became a zombie, we wouldn't have a show.
2: I Well, now I'm playing devil's advocate. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. I think it's... Um, I think it's... Uh, anyway, please go ahead. <laughs> uh, I don't
1: know. I mean, like... I guess I tend to agree with... I think she's just sort of been like this for a while. I think that um, she would always have that personality. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, for like for the show's circumstances, like, yes, that is why everything has played out how it has. Um, and I don't know. I don't think... I don't necessarily think they would have ever, like, crossed paths or anything or necessarily, like, um, been the way they were if it weren't for the adapting to the situations and everything. I mean, I even like how... Again, I don't know. Excuse me if this is from the episode we haven't gotten into, but um, when Major is on the positivity brain...
0: Oh, that was this episode.
1: and um, and he, And, you know, and he basically says to... But I think it's in his, uh, I think it's actually in his, when he gets to explain himself to Ravi, and he basically is like, you know, look how li- like how Liv turned this into, you know, being something, like, meaningful for herself, and I don't know, I think that's the way you have to look at it, like, the show has set up sort of some unfortunate events, and uh, these people have been able to kind of, like, continue living. Um, because of those they have around them. So,
2: yeah, and I, I, I think it just like, Liv even realizes I think in this episode that the way she used to be might not have been the best way, you know, that that kind of desperate need to appease people, you know, her kind of praise hungry ways. She even admits it to Clive that she you know, kind of talks, she gives info to uh, Benedetto when she should because of how much she, you know, praises her and that she kind of fell into that old habit of it. So I think, honestly, this episode goes to show that while Liv, you know, Liv's life was quote unquote ruined by becoming a zombie, it gave her, again, as we've said so many times before, a new lease on life in a way. It made her become a better version of herself, even though she has to face all these other challenges. Um, so it's it's an interesting kind of way for the show to show us the live before I Zombie without actually giving us flashbacks. Um, mm-hmm. But again, I I think it's just it's it's cool to see. But I think it's what's more fun about the episode, which you kind of mentioned, Sean, too. It's like it you, it brings certain characters back, like it brings Benedetto back, it brings Brody back, who is funny in the couple scenes he has like really, really funny. Like, especially this, you changed bro. <laughs> live is, uh, is, is so good. But, uh, but yeah, overall though, I think it's just, um, it's a, it's a fun kind of, it, it's not a fun brain exactly, but it's an, it's an interesting brain to show us what could have been.
0: Yeah. Some solid points you guys had on. Uh, again, me being the sort of goofball that I am, I'm always looking for the goofy jokes like Robbie's really, really bad impersonation from Godfather. Yeah. uh, And Clive totally calling him out on that.
2: I'm like, dang.
0: Babino knows, he knows his classic movies. I mean, he's the type of guy... Who has seen the Godfather trilogy a number of times?
2: There's only there's only two movies. Only two? Yeah. Really? Why did I think it was a trilogy? Oh no, it, and, it, that was that was a joke. There are actually three movies, but the oh. third one sucks.
1: So.
0: <laughs> God, see, I'm blanking out on a lot of things. I didn't <laughs> see that coming as a joke. It's Because I was 99 percent sure that there was a third movie. I just never got that far because I. think I fell asleep halfway through the second movie only because I was so tired and I never got back to it I don't know go watch it it's the same reason why I haven't sat through all the Lord of the Rings movies (laughs) it's just everyone's telling me I have to watch the extended cut and I'm like but that's like a four hour sit down per movie (laughs) it's
2: it's very much worth it. Yeah. It's very much <laughs> worth
0: it. But uh Another time. Another time, another podcast. <laughs> yeah. So then we also get I mean, we have the whole chaos killer reveal with Robbie like finding out that he that Major is the chaos kidnapper, really. Essentially is what we're we should have been calling him this entire time. Well oh, yeah I haven't killed anyone. I just throw him in a freezer that got really cramped after, like, four or five bodies.
2: Well, and what I like about this, right, is he he hears Major out. He obviously is, like, pissed at him for what he did. He doesn't think he handled it the right way. But he's, you know, he's still willing to try this new plan out, right? That they they kind of take out Vaughn and then, you know... (sighs) they test you know they test the cure on him and see what happens and that's their kind of way of trying to figure out if blaine's faking his amnesia or not and obviously we don't get there because at the end you know uh the pet uh pet shop owner or excuse me the groomer she comes and and lets bazio know bazio arrests major but it's a. Uh, it's good to see them working together. You know,
0: mm-hmm. even... it was a solid plan.
2: It was, it was, and and then we also see too with Vaughn there that he's got Rita locked up, mm-hmm. as we kind of touched upon before, with the, with the terrible commercial, but
0: uh, <laughs> it was laughably terrible.
2: Hey, man, it's, it's Supermax. It's all about the Supermax. Live to the max. Yeah, but you could clearly tell
1: he was green screened.
2: I, that's kind of the charm,
1: But those pull-ups weren't.
0: No, exactly. those pull-ups were not green screened.
1: <laughs> that was all Supermax, baby.
0: <laughs> or, you know, it could just be the good old ploy that he was just, you know, completely horizontal on the floor, just lifting himself up with the green screen in the background.
1: You never know. Uh, I'm, I'm a dreamer, so...
0: <laughs> you dream, Blaze. Keep dreaming. Keep on dreaming.
1: I'll keep living to the max. <laughs> uh,
0: I actually said that the other day at work, because it was getting really crazy, so I cracked open my energy drink, and I just, I just was like, live to the max, chugged it, crushed it, threw it away, and... God, that was the most insane forty-five minutes of my life. <laughs> I don't even remember what went on. It was just a cloud of me just blending. Oh man, I'm not doing that again. That was a bad <laughs> idea.
2: Uh, one other, one other uh, major Ravi moment I want to bring up too. Before it's kind of before they. Uh, get before he gets Robbie to agree to the plan. And I think it's one of the kind of best emotional moments in the episode. And, and really one of the season is when, you know, Robbie's Robbie's like, you know, major you're going to have to take it at some point or another are going to die. and Major's like, well then, but who will we really be saving? You know, if I'm not me, if I can't remember you or live or, you know, myself, anybody, yeah then then what's the point point? and uh i don't know i just thought that was a really like nicely written really strong like emotional conversation between the two of them and i think major makes some really good points there and i like that you know after everything he's been through that he wouldn't want to live this kind of half version of his life i think that's a it's
1: mm-hmm.
2: a really strong moment for his character
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. And,
0: I mean, there's just a lot of good tidbits in this episode that sort of ramp the stakes up to that that climactic two-part finale that we're going to be talking about next week.
2: Um, I guess we should also touch upon, real quick, the... uh, um, about how uh, about how Basio gives Clive Clive the uh, FBI application? Yeah, because mm-hmm. that not only hints at maybe Clive will leave, but it also shows again just how close they've become, which uh, which sets up the the devastation to to follow in next week's episode. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I just thought that was like a kind of a cool kind of thing that the writers put there and again just shows again in next week's episode we'll talk about it more but just like what how clive's choice next week is so such a big one you know this kind of really plants the seed for that
0: oh and one last little note about the uh commercial uh <laughs> the jingle is sung by matchbox 20s rob thomas Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then Vaughn goes. That's Rob Thomas. There's something compelling about the stuff that got, that he writes. A says it of the singer, but is he, or is he talking about, I zombies? Rob Thomas. <laughs> Will we know that answer? That would have probably been a good question to ask him back at San Diego Comic Con last year.
2: I'm sure I'm sure he met uh I'm sure he met the singer. <laughs> but, but he uh,
0: but Rob Thomas could have been like yeah, let's just sneak that in there just so we have that little bit of a double meaning right there. Oh I'm All sure right.
2: I'm <laughs> sure it's the, the fun double meaning, but I mean hey, that's how that's how we get Rob Thomas. Spoiler alert for people who haven't seen that's how we get Rob Thomas in the two part finale. We know mm. that Bond's a fan already. We already know. You know, and he's already a got huge that.
0: huge fan. A huge
2: fan. <laughs> but as funny as that is, I don't think anything's funnier or a better moment in this episode than Brody's response to Liv, which is, bro, it's me. The only thing I murder is ass.
0: <laughs>
2: <Yes>. <laughs> and, and that to me is the best, the best part. Like, I don't think there I can top anything else about the episode besides that.
0: Well, I mean, there was the uh, Ferris Bueller spaceball sort of homage. My bro, my bro's cousin's girlfriend's roommate saw her get busted by selling Addy.
2: Ah, uh, that is true too. Yeah.
0: I'm looking at a whole bunch of quotes from the episode. <laughs> um, let's see. Well, if it isn't Blaine, John Doe, De Beers, McDonough, Jingleheimer Schmidt. <laughs> yeah, that's uh Man, I love (laughs) Basio. Oh, man. A lot of good quotes from this show, that's for sure. Especially with the past couple of episodes. Just, like, they've been a little more on the serious note, but... (laughs) Some of the nonsense that comes from this. Because it can't take itself too
2: seriously for too long. The
1: bluegrass brain.
2: Oh, that was funny, too. That was very, uh, especially Chief, man. Yeah. Just being. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think I think that's what's great about this show, right? Like the the serious episodes, it it makes the comedy stand out more. Um, and you know, even though this ends with the, holy crap, oh my god, what's going to happen? Ending of Major getting arrested and then having to fight off going full on zombie mode. It, you know, and that's obviously a huge traumatic situation that we should be worried about. It just goes to show that iZombie does so many things well that like we can talk about that, but we're also talking about priority, but we're also talking about the bluegrass brain. I mean, again, it's just uh, I don't know, I just love this damn show, man. It's it's it doesn't fall into just one genre or category.
0: I mean, wasn't it considered to be a zombie? Drum rom-com? That's a stupid thing that someone came up with, but yeah, sure. <laughs> it It is stupid. I just like that it rhymes. That's Fair. the only thing I like. <laughs> Fair enough. It's clever, but also stupid. <sighs> I guess it's both. I guess it's both. both. It's very stupid, and I don't like it. But it's <sighs> genius, and why didn't I come up with that? <laughs> Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> it's one of those things. Definitely, definitely. Because <laughs> had you have come up with it, it would be the greatest ideas in sliced bread. Uh, in your opinion.
2: I, I guess. I don't, I don't know if I would ever. Rhyming's good and all, but that's a little too too many arms
0: for
2: me. <laughs> <laughs> a it's a, it, like... it doesn't roll off the tongue that well. It doesn't roll off the tongue. It's a little too much of abbreviation. I get I get ticked off at people for saying like "it's lit," so like and things like that. So
0: how about a zombie dramedy? It's
2: it's a it's a dramedy that is for sure. It's, it's a, a
0: zombie dramedy kind of rolls off the tongue a little better.
2: Boom! There we go. Trademark and
0: trademark. Take it to take it to the bank. <laughs> Booyah.
2: All right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and any last thoughts guys uh
2: not really um I, I I would say just the very last thing you know we didn't touch upon it with the last episode but it kind of bleeds into this one as well is is Liv finding out about Drake being a, uh, an undercover cop oh yeah we totally forgot about that um I mean we don't need to spend too much time on it or anything but I just because again, it sets up something for next week where she's not sure where he is, if Mister Boss has him, or or what, and so that when they do cross paths again, it's kind of a holy crap kind of moment. Um,
0: holy crap! You're alive. You, I mean, kinda.
2: Yeah. You're a zombie. Well, yeah. Without yeah. Without getting into exactly how she sees him. Uh, yeah. So. I think that's just important, too, because it ups the emotional stakes for Liv when it comes to Drake. Now that she knows he's not as shady as she thought he could have been, that he was a cop, especially that scene with her and his mom is, uh, mm-hmm. is really, yeah. really, really, really well done.
0: He's not as shady as she thinks he is. He's only shady because he needs to be shady.
2: He has to be. Yeah, Yeah, it's part of his job. It's part of his job.
1: Blaze, anything? Yeah, no, that was definitely, like, my favorite um, moment of the episode. Um, I'm glad that it was brought up, just because it's very emotional. I mean, just like Drake's mother and everything, but, yeah, it's just some good stuff right there. But, no, everything else we uh, we had nailed. All right.
0: Um, I guess it's time for some shameless self-promotion, then. Oh, Yeah. As per usual, as we do on this podcast. (laughs) So, Chris, take it away. Where can we find you on the internet, and where are your other projects?
2: Sure thing. You guys can find me um, on Twitter, at SeekingR13. I am reviewing Arrow, Supergirl sometimes, New Girl, and in two weeks when it comes back on, iZombie. So, sure, to check all that out. Um... My reviews are over on TVOverMind.com. Also, as I kind of mentioned earlier, Blaze and I are doing uh, video reviews for uh, Marvel's Iron Fist on Netflix, which is not the best show in the world by any means. Nowhere even close to being really, like, a good show, but...
1: It's a show. Let let them watch the reviews. It's a a show.
2: I was going to say, but hey, if you want (laughs) to see me and Blaze on camera uh, talking about the show and, and having having some fun with it. You
1: can pour um, some sugar on those videos. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> <never> <laughs> that's pretty uh that's good. yeah, you can uh you can check those out. We'll be sharing them on Twitter and everything, I'm sure, and they'll be able to be viewed on the marvelreport.com and the YouTube page. So, that's all that's all I got going on, guys. All
0: right, and Blaze where can we find you and your other projects?
1: Uh, at Belize Hopkins on Twitter. Like Chris said, uh, the main thing I got going on right now is those Iron Fist reviews. Um, otherwise, I, you know, do a bunch of TV reviews at TVOvermind.com. Uh, mainly The Flash every week. Check those out, and again, uh, sometime soon I'll be jumping back into comic reviews at the Marvel Report. Um, and that's it.
0: All right, and for me. You can find me at Snarky Sean across most social media platforms. I am the pop culture editor over at the Marvel Report and also the, the animation dude. I think that's my official title that I've given myself. <laughs> so um, school's been sort of kicking my butt, so I haven't been able to do much of anything. I did get out something on... Friday, Saturday, if any of you were paying attention. I did not promote it because it is just a kind of stupid character profile on Iron Fist and Avengers Academy, just because I wanted to get something out there I hadn't written anything since February because of how much school's kicking my butt. But with Spring Break around the corner, I'm hoping to get out a few things, mainly my Guardians of the Galaxy animation reviews, And a few other things, as well as uh, any sort of WonderCon coverage. And then I host another podcast. Um, Haven't done an episode of that in a while, but I do host it sometimes. Um, It is the Geekishly Toku podcast, where I talk about all the other superhero shows. Mostly just the DC shows. Occasionally Voltron, occasionally Doctor Who, and anything else we want to talk about. And... um, Yeah. And you can find this podcast on Twitter at iZombieRadio. Sorry, my dog just sort of interrupted me because I'm pretty sure she just peed on the floor. Yep, she just did. So I'm going (laughs) to hurry up and finish this up then. You can find us online, iZombieRadio.com. There you can find all of our episodes and all of our social media links. Be sure to like, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere on the internet that we are found and uh, be sure to tune in. Once we tune into our uh, Twitter account, once the show gets going, cause we're probably going to be live tweeting, right? Absolutely. Right? 100% going to awesome. Awesome. And uh, thank you guys again for listening. Uh, we are part of the greater DC TV podcasts network of podcasts where we've got pretty much every single DC show covered except for like two I believe. Um, and so if you're a fan of that, just go to dctvpodcast.com and you'll find links to all of those other show podcasts as well. Alrighty. Thanks for listening once again, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye bye.